Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly, and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, today we're chatting with Stacy Thacker. She is the author of two books. One is called Hope for the Weary Mom. The other one is called Being Okay with Where You're At. And she is the mother of four, count them, four daughters. So today we're going to talk about weary moms, and which would include me. And we're also going to dive into social media and motherhood and how we can help our kids navigate this whole new world that's really growing up as they grow up. So I know you're going to love the content today. Now, I do want to mention that we recorded this a while back. We recorded this back in, I think, August or September. So we talked about hot weather and my brand new dog. So as you're listening, no, I didn't get another brand new dog. This is the dog that I have right now that is much older and is much easier. And I'm actually getting tons of sleep now. So as you listen, that's why we talk about all that sort of stuff. So let's dive into this episode. I know you're going to love what Stacy has to share. Uh, here we go. Stacy, how are you? Hey, Kat. It's so great to hear your voice. I'm doing great. Thanks for, for inviting me today. Awesome. You're welcome. I'm excited to chat with you. We were just talking about how this is very much real life, and this is a mom podcast, so we are very much keeping it real because you just sent your girls downstairs, and you're you know wondering if they're going to come back up. And my puppy, I have a puppy. So yeah, this is news. Um, so for all you listening, I've never had a puppy before, or I have when I was little, but I just got a puppy on Monday, and I had no idea that it's like having a baby. It's a furry baby. It is. is. Do you have a dog? No. And we told our kids the last time we had our fourth girl, it was a dog or a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So they got a baby sister and um, we have yet to fulfill their dreams of a puppy. So my hat's off to you, girl. Man, well, we have three kids. So I guess we filled that in with the puppy. And we have two girls and one boy, and our puppy is a boy. So now we have two girls and two boys. A so, boy's dog. It's precious. Yes, yes. But it's I'm the one that gets up with them at night. And so it's um that's a little tiring. You're a little, you're a little tired. Yeah. I am. So um Stacy's gonna keep me on track today. Um, but yeah, so you know, before we get too far into it, I want you to tell me a little bit about you. Um, just a short snippet about your your blog. Um, for those of you listening, I'm also starting, if you don't know, I started a blog called howtheyblog.com and it takes you guys behind the scenes with a lot of your favorite bloggers. And I'm going to be interviewing Stacy for that as well. So we're going to get real in depth on her blog on that podcast later. Um, but right now I want her just to tell a little bit about her blog and then we're going to talk mostly about family and motherhood and all that sort of stuff. So Stacy, tell us a little bit about you. Well, my husband's name is Mike, and we've been married for 19 years. We met in college um, whilst on a mission, summer mission project with Campus Crusade, and he was from a school in Ohio, and I was from a school in Indiana, and um, 
we met on a summer mission project. So we dated for a couple years, got married. It'll be 20 years next April, which is just crazy. Wow. It's completely crazy. We have four girls. Um, usually when I tell people that, they ask if we were trying for a boy. <laughs> and I tell them that about the third girl we figured that wasn't ever going to happen. And we're really happy with four girls. They, they're they awesome. They're crazy. And um, we have a lot of fun. Amazing girls. Um, they are, let's see, my oldest is going to be 14 in just a couple weeks. And then I have a 10 year old, a seven year old and a three year old who will be four in October. So we kind of have the, um, teenager toddler bookends with two in the middle. So it's busy. Um, I also happen to homeschool, which is another um, interesting fact about me, I guess. So that's why I just sent them downstairs. I bribed them with a movie tonight if they are well-behaved because I believe in bribing, (laughs) just so you know. And um, we do that. We have a program that we go to that the girls are in um, a traditional classroom once a week, and then the other four days they're here. So I've already done second grade and fifth grade today. I'm relearning those things, and praise the Lord, my eighth grader, uh, she kind of self teaches. So I, I only have to be on hand for eighth grade questions about usually algebra. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I would be lost on that one. It's a little frightening. Grading the test has been interesting. I'm just like, Oh, mercy. You're like, I'm, I think this is right. I think it's right. I'm glad I have an answer key. That's all I'm going to say. <sighs> um, so that's kind of a little bit about us. We live in central Florida. I'm very close to that famous mouse. And we have been here for about Goodness, I think it's been 11, it'll be 11 years October. I was born and raised in Southern Indiana. And um, that segues a little bit into my my blog. My my personal blog is called 29 Lincoln Avenue. And it is actually the street address of a house I grew up in a little small town in Southern Indiana. Um, I wanted it to be a place where women felt like they could come and gather and like to feel like a physical place. So chose an address that meant something to me. Um, so we've been in Florida for 11 years. I don't think I'll ever move north. I love the sun. Uh, we love it here. Um, and so that's, I don't know, me in a nutshell, I guess. Is it, is it hot there right now? It's so stinking hot today. Yeah. yeah, it's hot. But it's just degrees of hotness. Like, you know, everybody's hot in the summer. We just are hotter longer, you yeah, know. Yes. Yeah. I'm in Texas, so it's yeah. – Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's going to be so hot here on Saturday. We're headed to a Baylor football game. Oh. It's going to be so hot. The game's at 2.30 that they're allowing everyone to bring up to a gallon of their own <laughs> bottled water at a stadium. I've never See, even heard of that. We've been season ticket holders for forever. I've never heard of them allowing. I guess they don't want anybody to die. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. Don't die during the Baylor game. Honey. That would be bad. I mean, that, that that frightens me a little bit, frankly, that they're like giving up all that money. Because you can you imagine how much money they would make on a hundred plus I'm degree better. football game at two thirty? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's hot. Yeah, it's just hotter longer. You know, you're hot and dry, and I'm hot and humid. So you know. Yeah. We you survive it. It's <laughs> it's fine. I like the sun. I appreciate sun every day, and um. I don't miss being cold, quite frankly. I don't miss bundling up my babies to go out in the freezing cold. I don't miss snow. I miss fall a little bit, just a little, mm-hmm. but that's that's it. I <laughs> that's hear you. Yeah. It snows here about once every couple years, and after like the third day, one year it snowed like three days that year, <laughs> and after the third time I was like, all right, that was fun. 
It probably has something to do with the fact that we were completely unprepared for it. So my kids are like playing with baggies on their hands because they have no waterproof gloves. And, you know, they have like shopping bags on their feet because they don't have waterproof boots. You should Pinterest that. Yeah, yeah. that's about the level of my Pinterest abilities anyway. So it would be true to form. (laughs) So you wrote um, a book called Hope for the Weary Mom. Um, there's a lot of weary moms out there, oh, yeah. and I am one of those on many occasions. What's the story behind that? What inspired that, and what kind of response have you gotten from moms from that? Wow. Hope for the Weary Mom um, really grew out of a blog post that I wrote. Um, I think it was a, I think it was three years ago. Let me think. No, two. Yeah, it was two years ago. And um it was, you know, it was almost exactly this time of year, two years ago. It, it happened on a day. My, my youngest at the time was not quite two, I think. And she just was not a sleeper. I had, all my other girls were great, pretty good sleepers, but this particular child just wasn't a fan. And so I hadn't slept in about two years and I don't do well on no sleep. So that was part of, that was a huge contributing factor. My husband was also traveling. He had been, he was traveling internationally. He'd been gone for at least a week and a half at that time. And my couple of my girls needed some like impossible projects done. Like they had to have like a a, a book report done. They had to dress like their book and have food that had to do with their book. So I was feeling completely overwhelmed, surrounded by laundry, just, just buried. And I just, just kind of collapsed on the floor and poured out my heart to the Lord and when I when I got up, he said, write, write about it. And I thought, that's crazy. And just really felt oppressed on my heart to write about it. So I put a blog post up. I mean, literally 10 minutes. I think there were several typos. It was probably the worst blog post I've ever <laughs> written to date. I have went back and tweaked it a bit because uh, Pro Blogger says that's okay. And um, it was called Steve Jobs, Me, and Being Fresh Out of Amazing, which is kind of a funny title. But this was right around the time that Steve, Job had, Steve Jobs had announced he was leaving um, Apple. And no one knew why at that time. So he um, later we found out that he had cancer and he, he quickly passed away after that. But at the time, he had written a resignation, resignation letter that just really struck a chord with me. And he, he talked about how he was not meeting expectations. And he, he always said he would quit if he never, he was not meeting expectations. So that, I felt that as a mom. And so I kind of wrote my own letter. It wasn't a resignation letter because I knew I couldn't quit, but it was, it was just kind of a letter um, just to the Lord. And I just shared it. And that post um, really struck a chord. I got tons of comments on it. Um, really resonated, uh, that place of honesty. And one of the women that commented was Brooke McLaughlin from the mob society, good friend of mine. And she left a long comment, which we carried over in an email conversation, which then carried over into, Hey, let's, let's write about, let's write back and forth on Saturdays in November. And so, um, I, have a blog for mothers of daughters and Brooke has the blog for mothers of boys. And so we, we blog hopped every other weekend, Saturday, that particular November, just back and forth. We picked some topics that meant something to each of us and that's what we did. And it just really went over really well. So we decided to put that into an ebook, a very small ebook, um, for moms. And we used it as a free subscribers gift on our blogs for the mothers of daughters and for the mothers of boys. It was just a freebie, but we just on a whim said, Hey, you know, let's just put it on Amazon because there might be some moms who don't read blogs. Shocking. I know. (laughs) 
I don't know them, but I think there might be. And maybe that there might be some moms we could use it as an outreach. So we put it on Amazon, charged less than a dollar for it. And that little ebook sold and sold and sold and sold. We were shocked. We couldn't believe it. And so the only real critical remarks that we we had, and they weren't really critical, was, hey, it's just not long enough. So we thought, hmm, maybe we could expand it. And so last summer, we sat down and um, worked some magic, <laughs> added a few thousand words, and came up with an expanded edition. We added a couple chapters um, and, a, you know, kind of a beginning and an ending. And we took the, the I think there was seven posts between us, and we stretched them and turned it into a book, just under 30,000 words. And we wow. really last October. Um, and, um, that little book crazy as it is, um, has just, it just started a movement. I think it just, it just hit at the right time. And the first two days, Brooke and I just felt really impressed to give it away. Um, prayed about it. And we said, Hey, we're just gonna, we're just gonna give it away for free. And it went beyond us. Just so many downloads of that book it's just overwhelming and humbling and it's very, we're very real in the book. So it's, it's a little bit um, overwhelming to think about people knowing your, your ugliness, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. your hardcore ugliness uh, moments, but um, it, it was an amazing experience. And still, we still get letters and emails. Um, we now have a contributors blog that we run that's called Hope for the Weary Mom. Our Facebook page is a huge, conversation. Um, just even this week, just got a sweet note from a mom just saying how, how much she appreciated it. And it's, it's just, it's just the Lord. So that's been a journey for that book. We're hoping to, to see God continue that. And we, we think the conversation is constant because there's always weary moms. And um, our goal is to point them to, to hope, which, which is through Christ and, and to say, you know what, we're in the trenches with you. We struggle every day too. And I need to tell myself this stuff every day too, that my hope is in Christ and, and not what I do and not how my kids behave or how I behave, but um, that I need, I need the hope of the gospel every day too. And that's what it's really about. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, just the title, just the title alone is captivating because how, you know, moms feel weary, mm-hmm. but I don't know how many, how often moms really admit that they're weary, you, yeah. you know, and and to say, hey, here is hope for the weary mom. I'm curious to know, um, now, do you feel like all the people that have downloaded it uh, have been believers? Mm. Or have you gotten feedback from people who aren't but just well, needed that encouragement? Well, it's interesting. Um, a couple things with the word weary. I think it just resonates. Mm-hmm. And I, what we've found is that, you know, everyone's weary in some way. And And even for women that maybe they're not weary in their mothering, but maybe in another area of their life, uh, their marriage or finances or or friendships or relationships, um, the truth applies regardless. The interesting thing is we we went through an experiment. We were thinking of possibly (laughs) removing the weary part. And we asked, you know, does that feel like a label? You know, is it a bad thing? And, And the moms just no, we, you know, that's how we feel. Like, it's just such a descriptive word. Um, is we, is it okay to call it? Like the question was, do, do moms really want to carry around a book that calls them weary, you know, but mm-hmm. they all said, yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great descriptor. And um, as far as whether non-believers have read it, um, we did get um, one review on Amazon and it was, it was a one-star review from someone who said that, 
she downloaded it and didn't realize it was a it was a God book. Mm. <laughs> in, but she read it and yeah. she apologized for the one star review and said, "I probably should." It wasn't bad. It just it was about God. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Well, she read it. <laughs> so, you know, I don't I don't know. We don't we haven't gotten a ton of, of feedback, um, but I think it is definitely a book that. Um, you could put into the hands who, of a person not that's not a believer because I think they would they would identify with our feelings at least, mm-hmm. and they may not agree necessarily with our our recommendations on what to do in the weary moments. But I I think it would it would it would start stir a conversation between friends. I think, mm-hmm. and you know there are things that I have absolutely loved and adored on Amazon that I have never taken the time to review. And with as many downloads as you had, I wonder how many moms saw the title, downloaded yeah. it read it and were impacted by it, you know, that's just neat to imagine all the seeds that have been planted of just hope and encouragement for moms who might not have anything like that because they're not a part of a church and they don't know the Lord. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. You know, um, I think one day we'll know, Mm -hmm. um, but it's an exciting thing and humbling and overwhelming in so many ways. So, so you have four girls and one is 14. Oh, tell my. me about tell me about being a mom to a teenager. I have an eleven year old, so I'm I have a few years from it. But give me give me some wisdom. Some wisdom. Okay, here here's here's where I am, Kat, and where you are. Okay, I like to explain it as it's like you're on a roller coaster, and um, you're getting in the car. You're kind of probably you know how you get in the car and it goes. Oh yes, going up that hill. Okay. This is how I feel it feels about the age of 10 on. You get in your car and you're going up the hill and and the whole time you're you're having conversations, you're wading through tough issues, you're preparing them for what's going to happen on the other side of that hill. And so there's a point where you kind of get through most of those hard tough conversations and you know what it means to grow up and all those things and you get to the top and you like woo you know you raise your hand oh whoo you know and then you go but you know you still have a few bumps and hills that are going to come along. That's how I feel like it is from about 10 to age 13 or 14. So so I kind of feel like I've kind of hit the hit the hill with my first daughter. Mm-hmm. We've kind of enjoyed a little bit of the ride, but we're kind of, you know, there's a second hill coming. It may be a loop this time. I don't know. Right. So it's, there's, there's other things that are coming down the pike. Um, the situation for me is my other daughter is 10. So she's getting in the car. So I'm like, oh man, you know, I gotta get back in that car, you know, cause it just feels like it's a constant ride. Um, you know, it's a challenge. Um, you, you know, oh goodness. Raising girls these days, it's a challenge. It's just, you know, it just is. There's so many things that, um, there's just not a lot of great role models Mm -hmm. and, um, there's not a lot you can let into your home. We've learned some hard lessons. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a grace relationship. You know, I'm learning and she's learning and, um, you know, you just have to have a, it's a constant conversation. I was going to ask you about that. How have, do you guys allow her to have, does she have like, um, an iPhone technology? Is she online? Um, how do you handle media and stuff like that? Uh, media is interesting. Um, we're techies, you know, my husband actually works in technology and, you know, with my blogging life, 
my love of social media, we've been very restrictive. Um, even at 14, she does have an eye touch and it's not a phone. Because we homeschool, she's with us most of the time. There are um, situations where she does need to be able to text us. So we, she has an eye touch, which we gave her for her 13th birthday. So when we're somewhere like church, we, we go to a large church. So um, when we're somewhere at church and she has to go over to where she goes to a Sunday school, which is like, hike from the main center and um, we want her to text us if she get you know, when she gets there kind of thing so but we have wi-fi at church so she can get on and text us and that's not a problem um she is not really online we don't do facebook we don't do um twitter with her um we did instagram for a while and really felt like that was a safe place for her and we learned otherwise and i, I haven't really shared that so that's all i'm going to say about that just the fair warning that um, I was pretty surprised yeah. at at a closed account where that could lead, mm-hmm. and um, so that even on Instagram, there's like you can just hit the search button, yes, um, and there's just stuff that pops up that yes, yeah. yeah. And so my husband, who is a behind the scenes genius technology guy, um, you know, really went to work looking to see how to how to prevent that, and there are just no safeguards. There's no way to safeguard something like Instagram. And so, um, we pulled her off and I'm actually off. I love Instagram, but I, I stepped off this summer, um, because I knew it would not be good for her to see me on it. Um, so that has been our only, um, real test and we learned a hard lesson. So right now we just don't have any, Mm -hmm. um, my kids, I mean, they have actually, they have Kindles and they have, um, uh, they're, they search for things online, but with permission and, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's a challenge for it's sure. It's a huge challenge, huge challenge. And it's um, really something that I think that our generation of parents, of moms, that were, were the, were the pioneers of it. Yeah. Trying to figure out what to do and how to handle it. Cause so much has just come up just really in the last two years. Instagram didn't exist two years ago. I don't think. I know. I know. Yeah. And there is so much out there. Mm-hmm. You just have no idea. Just, it's just, there's just so much. So I think less is more. I mean, I, I have lots of friends and, and their kids are less active or more active on social media. And I, you know, no judging on my part. I, I think it's, it's an individual family choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll wade back in at some point, but right now we're, we're drawing close and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and- you know, and I think I was talking with another mom about this, and she has four boys. Mm. And I was saying, and they're older. And I said, what What do you do? How do we approach this? And she just mm. talks so much about how um, it just comes down to character. And and while this is kind of, it's kind of a scary thing for us as um, moms with younger kids to tackle what to do with media and what to do with the Internet and all that, in a sense, it kind of helps us because it forces us before they get to high school, before they go off to college, to really establish their characters so that they can make their own decisions and they can establish their own boundaries. Right. And um, this mom told me the story about how her son was on a bus and uh, like coming back from some sporting event or something. And there were some kids on the back of the bus looking at something that they shouldn't on somebody's phone. Mm-hmm. And he walked away up to the front of the bus and then he looked back and he saw one of his friends who was kind of, you know, wanted to be cool or whatnot. And he walked, her son walked back there and he said, hey, why don't you come up and sit up here with me mm-hmm. just to help him. And I was like, she told me the story and I'm like, you know, tears. I'm like, can you, can you have some of your sons just date my girls? Because 
yeah. I don't know, it just inspired me to raise children not only who are going to set their own boundaries, yeah, but that are going to see um, and be brave enough to help their friends not fall into that. So. Yeah, I think that's huge, and it it is it's it's hard territory, and and I don't know. It's so hard to protect kids these days, mm-hmm. and I think you have to. I think character for sure. I think waiting as long as you possibly can is only going to benefit your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think if they mess up, I think you have to be willing to walk with them and help help them apply scripture to their lives. That's going to help them realize that that they've been forgiven and they can be set free from that. I think also, um, you know, just making sure that they know their own limitations. Also that, you know, kids that walk with Christ are, you know, the enemy's going to try to trip them up, mm-hmm. you know? And so knowing that, um, every step you take into that territory is going to be a potential area that they can be a target. Doesn't mean necessarily not to let them go, but just to wait as long as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's only going to benefit them. Mm-hmm. And to keep those conversations open. Yeah. And going. Yeah. And my, my, one of the things that's really cool about the school that we affiliate with has the kids that are entering in the upper school to take a technology course through, um, it's an, actually an online course where they have to learn how to use this online school, but they talk about, um, the social imprint that kids have and they don't even realize it that once they get online, they're leaving that social imprint and they leave a path that people can follow. And so I think that was a really good thing for my daughter too to see, oh, you know, if I'm post if I'm on Facebook and I'm posting silly photos that someday someone can look at that and go, oh, well, that's not good character kind of thing. You know, yeah. it's really to put that in their heads to know that, that they're leaving an impression um, and it's there forever. So that is fantastic. I yeah. would love for there to be some sort of class like that for my kids as they get older. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are getting a little bit close on time. So I would love for you to throw at us some of your favorite mom resources. I want you to throw in both of your books too. Um, <laughs> my books. And then so that, so that people can find so them. Funny. I have books. Um, books. Okay, the first book you mentioned is Hope for the Weary Mom, Where God Meets You in Your Mess, um, co-authored with the amazing Brooke McLaughlin of the Mob Society, Mothers of Boys. Um, that is just for the mom who's buried. Um, and you know, that's just my mom's story. Um, my new book is called being okay with where you are. And it is really, I found out after I wrote it about contentment, which actually kind of stems off of hope for the weary mom, I guess. Um, but it's not just for moms. It's for all women. There are similar themes, but it's expanded. It's, it's really about dealing with discouragement and maybe when dreams kind of fall through your fingertips and where do I go from here and, um, dealing with comparison, which is huge in women and, um, oh goodness, just standing on the promises. It just, um, it was just a journey that the Lord invited me to take, took me on last summer and, um, I've been working on it for the past year. It just came out this week. So I kind of feel like I've given birth this week. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, other favorite mom resources, you know, Probably my all-time favorite mom book is uh, Ministry of Motherhood by Mm -hmm. Sally Clarkson. Um, Love that book. It was the first time that I realized that motherhood is a ministry. And she talks about, in that book, about a time... when, when Christ washed the disciples' feet and how tired he must have been. It was the first time I really got that Christ understood my tiredness as a mom. Mm. 
Um, love that book. Um, great, another great parenting book, um, Grace Based Parenting. Love that book. Uh, I should read it every day. <laughs> Is that the Tim Kimmel one? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's and I bought, I actually blogged my way through it, goodness, last summer or a year or two ago. And it's just so rich. Mm-hmm. So, so good. Um, another one of my favorite parenting books. Um, there's another one that I read that had great application and I cannot remember the authors, but it's called Say Goodbye to Whining and Complaining. And that was pivotal when my kids were particularly whiny and complaining. That sounds like a good book. <laughs> it's a great, it's very practical. It's kind of humorous. Um, Raising Girls by Dobson is great. It's not just heart level. It's got some technical stuff, which is really good. I like that book. Um, I, you know, haven't, I need, probably need to go back to it as uh, my girls are all different ages now. Those are the ones off the top of my head, um, that I can think of. Awesome. I'm going to include all of those links in the show notes. So you guys listening can easily access those. And I've read, um, you know, Sally Clarkson's books recommend anything by her, love her heart and her vision for motherhood. And I, I've read the, um, the Tim Kimmel book as well. There's another Grace book that I always get them confused. I always get the titles confused. The other one that I, I read once is called Give Them Grace, uh, which is yes. really good as well. Um, different, I, yeah, but um, but it really challenged me in my perspective on parenting. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the Tim Kimmel book is, is excellent, and it's very readable. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, highly recommend that too. So um, well, we're, we're out of time. I just want to say thank you, Stacey, for joining us. I loved our conversation. I feel kind of funny. I'm making this podcast, but I'm really just excited to get your wisdom and input just for me. So I'm sure that everybody listening really benefited from it as well. So um, tell us again where they can find you online. And um, yeah. Online, my personal blog is called 29lincolnavenue.com. And that's just a whole bunch of different stuff, just encouragement for women to grow in their walks with the Lord and connect with other believers. You can also find me at mothersofdaughters.com. That's a monthly e-magazine that I have the opportunity to quote, edit. I pull together articles once a month. We publish the second Tuesday of every month. It's kind of a new format for us. I've got amazing 10, there's about 10 or 12 of us that write some of the most amazing women raising girls online. And also hopeforthewearymom.com is another <laughs> contributor's blog that has grown out of our book. Um, a lot of those places I just hang out with some amazing women. So you'll get more than just me at those other two places. So Awesome. Anna, are you on Twitter, Facebook? I am. Like that? I'm a tweeter. Um, it's, uh, my Twitter handle is Stacy29Lincoln. It's a combination of my name and my blog. Not Stacy London. I get that a lot. It's Stacy29Lincoln. And then on Facebook, um, you can find my Facebook page under 29Lincoln Avenue. Awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. For everyone listening, I would like to report that my puppy is still asleep. So this is a lovely victory. And as far as I know, he has left no surprises around the house. So (laughs) um, yeah, I know you guys were really just waiting for that bit of information to make your day. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I thank you guys for joining us. And Stacy, thanks for joining us. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Stacy. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. 
Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercy. May my 